Hey, York Alliance, welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Monday, January 11th. It has been, man, quite a week uh, that we've come out of. And I, I know for a lot of us, there's so many things on our minds right now and so much that's happening in the world around us. And so um, thanks for taking a couple minutes to tune in to this podcast and to stay connected to the Lord through this season. Uh, that's our unwavering, unshakable anchor is our connection to him. And so I hope that you're uh, you're doing that. Um, I hope that you're continuing on with the meditation and journaling plan. Uh, it has been really, really helpful to me. I've heard from a few of you that have said the same thing. And so I'm grateful for that. And let me encourage you, particularly coming out of this week's message and going into next week's message, this is a great time to connect with a discipleship partner. And now that's true for tons of reasons. Um, obviously, we're more disconnected now than we've ever been. And so a discipleship partner is somebody that you're going to be able to stay connected with no matter what. It's a one-on-one -on -one connection. That's not going to be uh, a, a something that you can't do. You can do it in a safe and, uh, and healthy way whether that's on the phone or uh, FaceTime or whether that is face-to-face. Uh, -face. And it's so vital to have a chance to process what's happening right now. Um, one of the things that I tell people all the time and I find in my own life, when I just listen to my own voice and I listen to my social media feed, I get increasingly crazy. <laughs> like That's the way it works. Like I, I, I no longer am grounded in reality because I need other voices. You need other voices to speak into and challenge where you're at. I remember years ago when the emergent church movement came out, I really felt it was uh, important for me. I was a youth pastor at the time um, and uh, having some uh, leadership within the larger church as a whole as well. And I thought it was responsible and necessary for me to do a bunch of reading in the emergent church. But I also recognized that there were some uh, theological areas where uh, they were kind of moving down a bit of a slippery slope. And so I actually uh, contacted Jerry Barber. Some of you uh, know and love Jerry. Uh, and I asked him to meet with me once a month. I would buy him lunch and I was just going to process what I was hearing and thinking. And I wanted him to just basically tell me if I went crazy. I wanted him to tell me if I went off the deep end because I knew that when I'm hearing all of these voices all the time, all of a sudden things can start to shift and move. And um, and that's something that we have to be really careful of. And so let me in encourage you to um, to pay attention to that and to have a discipleship partner, somebody that you can bounce things off of. It is um, part of the craziness right now is so many of our social media feeds. Um, for me, um, some of you know this, uh, I have a, a different philosophy on social media. I've actually, although I still technically have a Facebook profile, I don't do anything on Facebook. So if you've been trying to communicate to me on Facebook or if I didn't know it was your birthday, that's uh, because I don't look at Facebook ever. Uh, and the primary reason is I, I have a lot of you that I'm connected to on Facebook and I want my interaction with you to be based on me interacting with you, not based on some thing that you're um, you're posting or, or saying on online. I want to have a real person-to-person -person interaction. I do stay connected to Twitter because I don't really follow much of you many of you on Twitter. My uh, my Twitter feed is primarily national figures, people that I don't know personally. 
Uh, and what I find, and I'm not telling you that's prescriptive, that's just where I'm at. That's what I've had to do for my own heart. I know uh, we're all kind of dealing with this world in the best way that we can right now. And so that's the way I've handled it. But it's interesting because as I look at my Twitter feed, I see people from both sides. I think that's another vitally important part of social media, that I don't just follow people who I agree with. I follow people that are across the spectrum ideologically. And from a faith perspective, I listen to lots of different people who believe a lot of different things. And it's interesting because people who purport to follow Jesus on both sides are diametrically opposed to one another and even sometimes um, violently diametrically opposed to one another. And the question is, who do you listen to? What's really Jesus when everybody's claiming to be the voice of Jesus in the midst of the craziness? What do we listen to? Well, I thought it was so refreshing to come back to 1 John chapter 3 today in the Bible reading plan and uh, read again these uh, amazing first couple verses of 1 John 3. Let me just read for you um, out of the ESV. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Uh, that, that second verse really hit me today, but it hit me uh, in a way that was new for me because I'm not sure I noticed the because before that. Be we shall be like him because we will see him. We shall see him as he is. What John seems to be saying to us is that as Jesus is revealed, our, um, our understanding of him, our seeing him as he is, is transformative to us. We become like him as we connect with him. And so I believe that what John is alluding to is that there is a bit of that that we see now, 1 Corinthians 13, we see through a glass dimly or darkly, but one day we will see face to face. And that as we observe him, we're changed. It's a, a quote from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that you hear me uh, often pray on Sunday mornings that as we behold the glory of Christ, we are increasingly transformed into his image from one degree of glory to another. That as we behold him, because we see him as he is, we become like him. And so there should be a Christ likeness in us as and if it's truly Jesus we're beholding. And I say that because um, there's this really scary section at the end of Matthew chapter 7. Um, if you remember when we were going through the Sermon on the Mount, it was a, an uncomfortable portion of the Sermon on the Mount. And it was Jesus saying that on the, on the end day, on, on the day of judgment, there will be those who come to him and they claim to be his followers. Lord, Lord, they say. And they, they say, we've, we've done all of these great things. We've declared these great things. We've accomplished all these works. And he will say, get away from me. I never knew you. And if that doesn't haunt you, then you're not paying attention. That's a, that's a scary thought that I could be um, even doing the things of God. Like I think about that as a pastor. Uh, one of the things that Matthew 7 teaches is that the power of the Spirit through me or any follower, any pastor, any uh, Christian leader is not a, a sign 
that we are faithfully following Jesus. There are times when um, people who are who are not faithfully following Jesus, people who it's, there's so many examples of people who are blatantly immoral, who are not followers of Jesus at all, are still being used by God, even though they seem to be false prophets to me, used by God to do incredible things. And so the the fact that we do work, the fact that we claim the name of Jesus, that's not the tie that shows that we're with him. What is? Well, I think 1 John 3 tells us that we would be more like him, that we would see our lives becoming more like Jesus. And so when I look at my social media feed and I wonder who's really um, representing the real Jesus, will the real Jesus please stand up? I, I go back to the scriptures and I say, are, is this person merciful and gracious? Is this person loving? Is this person peace-filled? Uh, th- those are the people that represent Jesus. Uh, maybe you've heard of the 1 Corinthians 13 test to see how loving you are. In verses 4 to 7, Paul makes a list of what love is like. And um, there are people who want to input your own name into that. So instead of love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy or boast, it is not arrogant or rude, you put your own name in there. Brian is patient and kind. Brian does not envy or boast. Brian is not arrogant or rude. And as you do that, if you're um, being honest with yourself, you're finding gaps um, that you're not perfectly passing the 1 Corinthians 13 test. Here's what I'll tell you. Jesus perfectly passes the test. If you put Jesus's name in there, Jesus is patient and kind. Jesus does not envy or boast. Jesus is not arrogant or rude. Jesus does not insist on its own way. Jesus uh, is not irritable or resentful. Do you see? Jesus is perfectly represented by the character of love, of goodness, of grace, of peace. And so I will increasingly become like him as I see him as he is. Speaking his name, doing powerful works in his name, and I would even add being right in his name, doesn't make us belong to him. It doesn't make us his. That's the sobering message of Matthew chapter 7. But the beauty of 1 John chapter 3 is that we can be and will be like him as we see him as he is, because we see him as he is. And so, friends, as you go into this week, can I encourage you to seek him, to focus your heart on his beauty and his character, and measure not just the world around you, but first your own life against that standard? Am I becoming like him because I see him as he is? Good, hard questions for us as we go into this week. I pray that the grace and the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ would rest upon you, that he would dwell deeply within you, transforming you increasingly into his likeness because you see him as he is. And may you take his goodness to the world around you in his name. Have a great day. Look forward to being back with you again tomorrow.